0: That is Tim Myers, songwriter, singing one of his songs called Yes. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 124 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention and to create connection. I am your host, Stacy Julian. I'm a life enthusiast and a believer. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story, because you have exactly enough time. (laughs) Hello! Oh my goodness, when is the last time you said yes? Yes, I can. Yes, I will. If you're like me, you guys, sometimes you say yes and then you wonder what in the heck you were thinking. And I know you know. I know you know that every time you say yes to one thing, you are also automatically saying no to other things. That's the definition of opportunity cost and I I want to talk about that today. This idea that I pretty much believe you can do anything you want, but you cannot do everything you want. At least for me, priorities make the difference between doing what you truly want, love, and need to do and doing things that maybe aren't in your best interest and or designed to help you create the next best version of yourself. Sometimes you do want and need to say yes and then make adjustments to your priorities. Okay, whoa, long time no talk. Hi friends, what's up? I'm so, so, so happy to be back and I have lots to share today. So thank you, first of all, for allowing me the chance to take a August off. It's kind of funny because I very intentionally took August off, knowing that I had a full month, knowing that my schedule wouldn't allow me to give my podcast, this podcast, the time and energy that I like to give it. And I was right. (laughs) Only I just didn't know how right I was. Which brings me back to this idea of priorities, of creating and honoring priorities in our life. So a priority, here's your basic description. It's a thing that is regarded as more important than something else or more important than everything else. When we prioritize things, we decide what's most important. American personal finance personality and radio show host Dave Ramsey says prioritization is the process of deciding what's most important and giving those things the right amount of attention and energy. It's getting clear on who you are, what you want, and how you want to live your life. Okay, so this is what I'm learning. I've been learning it for a long time. <laughs> it takes constant learning and adjusting and more learning. But with authentic priorities guiding your decisions, you can always find fresh energy, focus, and excitement. You can measure new opportunities against a personal standard so that you can say yes with confidence, or you can feel free to say no, no thank you, accepting that you have limits and that you want to make the most of them. So, let's dive into my story, (laughs) should we? My current situation story. It begins back in May when my friend Melissa approached me about a new teaching opportunity. She is one of the administrators at a one-year-old private Christian school. This is the school, and some of you might remember, that my daughter Addie attended last fall. It's an awesome school. It's called Pine Grove Academy. 100% just visionary and just so exactly what I want to see schools doing, okay? It's awesome. I already said that, but... I pretty much love everything about it. And I really love um, the women who came together to create Pine Grove Academy. Melissa, last year, was the elective teacher. And in May, um, she shared with me the school's developing vision, if you will, for elective classes moving forward. She then invited me to develop and teach an elective. Hmm. This is where I think it's interesting because as she talked and explained everything, the logical part of my brain was already shifting into gear. Okay. It was already rehearsing my, thank you so much for considering me and I'd absolutely love to, but I'm going to have to say no because I knew, I knew what was already on my plate. I knew things that I was planning for, things that I was working on. And then, (laughs) guess what happened? At the very moment that I'm crafting my response, my no answer, she finishes talking, and I hear the spontaneous part of my brain say to her, that sounds amazing. I'm all in. Yes, I'll do it. Yes. (laughs) Tell me this has happened to you before. And I do fancy myself a teacher. Okay. I actually love to learn and to teach. Um, Side note way back, way back in like 2007, you guys, this is right after I started blogging, um, I ran into the idea of something called a six word bio. I think I've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, The idea came from business coach Todd Henry, who is just one of my like mentors. Okay. And he challenged his listeners to write a six-word bio, essentially to craft a very short, succinct message of who you are or who you want to be, what you want to be known for, okay? My six-word bio okay, that I wrote long, long, long time ago is teaching awareness and gratitude sprinkled with fun. That's it. That's what I wrote way back then. That's what I wanted my bio to be back then. And guess what? It's still true today. And I think it has application across my life, professionally, personally, as a parent, all of it. I totally love my six-word bio. All right. Anywho, (laughs) I said yes to Melissa, and I have been ever since May developing a class for 5th to 8th graders called, ready for this? So exciting. Creativity and Innovation. And I'm super, super duper excited. I will be teaching twice a week starting next week through or into, I should say, November. Okay, so Dave Ramsey also says, I like this one, I can tell by looking at your bank account and your calendar what you care about because that's where you spend your time and your money. The truth is we spend our money and our time on things that matter to us. Clarifying your priorities is like making a few big, capital B, capital I, capital G, big decisions that help you then make a thousand other smaller decisions decisions. Once you know what's most important, you'll have an easier time saying no to the things that don't matter. I certainly (laughs) do not always get this right, but I am a bit of a priorities junkie. Like I really, really like to explore, commit to, and grow from opportunities that align with my values. So here's my question for you today in episode 124. Okay, I want you to take a close look at three limited resources that we all have. And I want you to think about how you're spending them. What you can learn about what you truly value by how you're investing or allotting your time and attention, your money, And financial resources your energy and your focus mr. Ramsey again says this I can tell by looking at your bank account and your calendar what you care about because that's where you spend your time and your money and I then want to add your energy and your focus so as you think about those three things what needs to change what can you change like today this today. Can you change something today? Can you change something this next week? I love the month of September because it always feels to me like a fresh start. We head into fall. The weather or the seasons shift just a little bit, okay? And of course, it's not fall for my awesome listeners down in Australia, New Zealand, okay? It's spring, but it's still a seasonal shift, and it's a perfect time. It's a refresh. It's a restart. Okay, so here's another one of my heroes. He died a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> but his work on color it has just put him at the top of the list of people that I hope to meet someday in the, inter- in the eternities. Okay, this is Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Okay, here you go. Things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter Least. There is some serious wisdom, if you ask me. So, here's what I think is some fun history around one of the most widely used productivity tools today. Okay, so here's the backstory, if you will. Prior to becoming the 34th President of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower served as a general in the army and as the Allied Force's supreme commander during World War II. During his time in the army, Eisenhower was faced with, as you can guess, many tough decisions concerning the tasks that he had to focus on every day. This led him to invent a principle that helps us prioritize our tasks by urgency and importance. Okay, In 1954, Eisenhower gave a speech and he explained, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important (laughs) and the important are never urgent. This is so crazy, right? This Eisenhower principle is said to be how he organized his workload and his prioritized He recognized that great time management means being effective as well as efficient. In other words, we must spend our time on things that are important and not just the ones that are urgent. To do this and to minimize the stress of having too many tight deadlines, we need to understand this distinction. This is where it gets really good. Important activities have an outcome that leads us to achieving our goals, whether these goals are, again, professional or personal. Urgent activities demand immediate attention and are usually, generally associated with achieving someone else's goals. They are often the ones we concentrate on and they can demand so much attention because the consequences of not dealing with them are immediate okay that like you should rewind and listen to that again because this when I first heard it like I just was like wow wow life altering game changing right and and I, I think you've probably seen this principle and generally I see it set up as a matrix right or a quadrant where you can visually see or list items on your to-do list as important and urgent. In one quadrant, you do these first. Not urgent but important, you plan to do these things. Urgent but not important, you delegate as many of these things as possible. And in that last quadrant, not urgent and not important, you eliminate these things as often as you can so I was first introduced to this whole idea of urgent and important that originated with General Eisenhower how cool is that Um, I was first introduced to this at a time management seminar years ago before I had any kids I lived in Chicago Illinois bought my first Franklin planner and I attended a Franklin time management seminar and I was led through a process of writing down things that I valued. Like a whole big long list of things that I think are interesting and important and and urgent and valuable. And, you know, all, just a big long list. And then I was walked through this process of one at a time or two or three at a time eliminating things from this list. So you basically added things to your list and then you took them away but you took them away in a prioritized fashion until down to the very end, <laughs> there were just two things that remained on my list. And for me, those two things were faith and family. Now, this is, this is when in that seminar, they ask us to then take one of these top priorities away. And I was like, what come again i I shouldn't have to do that that's not possible but that was our homework that was our homework at the end of the first day of a two-day seminar and i remember being completely consumed by this decision and i ultimately decided that faith and i'll define that as god i decided that god would come first and that if he is who i actually believe he is to be then he would give me back my family. In other words, he would bless my family and help me keep my family as a top priority, sort of front and center in my life. So it was crazy. This process really helped me solidify, right? That, that faith would come first, faith in God and God, and then my family. Now, Please don't think that for me, God is necessarily equated with church. I happen to love my church and I try very hard to say yes to opportunities that I'm given to serve. What I mean when I say God, I mean putting God first, my relationship, putting my relationship with God first, putting his word first in my life and then sincerely trying to allow his best practices, his commandments to guide my life and my decisions. So when I am close to God, and that's completely up to me, that's what I think, then I'm more open to his guidance. And that guidance I have found will always bless my family. So he therefore is my number one priority followed closely by my husband and children. All right, now back to my story. (laughs) And speaking of church, So in May, I signed up to teach an elective class that I'm so excited about at Pine Grove Academy. In July, I was extended or given a new opportunity to serve at church. I was called to be a seminary teacher. Okay, you guys, seminary, first of all, is daily religious education for teenagers, Okay, there's two scary things right there: religious religious education and teenagers in the same sentence. Okay, seminary is awesome. I attended seminary, uh, and and on, and in many areas of the world, seminary is actually taught by professional teachers. They work full time, and they teach seminary. But in some situations, regular people <laughs> like me. Are called to teach seminary for a short period of time. And honestly, <clears throat> as crazy as it sounds, I am excited. I'm as I'm as excited as I am humbled by this, okay? And, and and it's it's almost like when I when Melissa called and gave me the opportunity to teach an elective before I could formulate the reasons that I shouldn't say yes, I had already said yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> here's the really, really good part. As freaked out as I am, the super good news is that I get to share this daily teaching load with three other totally awesome women that I love, okay? But even then, I will be attending seminary at a local high school, right, three days a week, and I'll be teaching at least one of those three days. So do you see... (laughs) Do you see why today's episode is all about priorities? Do you see how my priorities have guided my choices almost subconsciously over the last few months and how those choices are now requiring from me some adjustment to how I spend my time and my energy? Okay, Stephen R. Covey, by many considered to be right the father of modern productivity So he said, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. And again, if I'm being honest, I'm very grateful for this shift right now in my life. And it is. It's a big shift. It's a big shift that is changing how I think and feel about plans that I have for my future. I have been making plans for months. Plans that I am excited about, but plans that now, at least for the immediate future, need to shift. And in case you haven't noticed, our world right now is kind of crazy town, right? I mean, in my opinion, there is far too much divisiveness, criticism, judgment, and, and fear. Listen to what holly green wrote because i've been diving into priorities holly green by the way is an experienced business leader and she's also a behavioral scientist so she has this rare combination of extensive academic training and in the trenches experience working in and leading organization and her what she really loves is the science behind how our brain works right like our mental energy and our our mental fitness if you will okay so this is what holly green says she says now more than ever it is critical to carve out time to focus on the right things tough times tend to divert our energies even more than in good times we begin considering more possibilities out of fear but this is exactly the opposite of what will serve you well Focus your energies. Make real progress on key activities or initiatives. Surround yourself visually with what is important. And you'll be amazed at how much of the chatter requires none of your attention. I totally underlined that part. (laughs) You'll be amazed at how much of the chatter requires none of your attention if you just leave it alone and focus. Okay, so here's the other piece to my story. My mother passed away on August 10th. It's such a good mom, okay? She had had a stroke about five years ago, and she was definitely developing dementia, perhaps more than any of us wanted to admit. But none of us were prepared to lose her. I mean, is that ever the case? <laughs> I don't think so. That you're, Are you ever truly prepared to lose someone you love? I'm going to say no, emphatically. But there is something about losing a loved one that brings things into focus. I just happen to be the oldest child in my family. So all of a sudden, I'm one step closer to being the oldest alive. How am I spending my time? Or perhaps more importantly, what does how I'm spending my time indicate about my priorities and especially my long-term priorities? If you follow me on Instagram, um, which I'm very sporadic, let's be honest. <laughs> Instagram comes pretty low on the list of things that I deem vital, right, to my success. Um Although I love it. I love following other people on Instagram. But anyway, if you follow me on Instagram, there's a little bio, right? In the top. If you click through to my actual account where you see my picture in the circle. And then I have this little profile, I guess is what it's called. It's kind of like my bio though. And, and I use little, I use little what do you call them? Emojis because I love them. I just happen to love emojis. But my my Instagram account says... Faith, family, color, nature, whole food, chocolate, and story. Isn't that funny? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about when I crafted that little bio in my profile. And I was thinking about without even thinking about it, it kind of aligns itself with the things, my priorities. There's faith and family, one and two. Color in my mind represents my creative um, work and the interest that I have in creativity and innovation and curiosity and all of those topics that dovetail so beautifully together. I love nature. I need fresh air. It's really, really good for my mental health. I've learned over the last dozen or so years that I, my body craves really good, healthy, whole foods and dark chocolate. (laughs) And of course, story, I live to tell stories and I live to help other people discover and tell, document, celebrate stories. So these have been for a long time, my priorities and my interests, I I should say my interests prioritized. And I want to share with you what this list now for me specifically looks like in the coming months, okay, with some of the yeses <laughs> that I have created. So, this fall moving forward, guess who still comes first? God. My relationship with God, definitely. For my heart and for my family and for my new adventures, I'm going to need His influence. My family, of course, my family, but specifically right now, my dad. I want to be available to help my dad grieve the loss of his sweetheart, my mom. I want to have time to spend with him. I want to have him come spend time in my home and not feel like there's something else that's more important than my family and my dad. I um. I want to prepare for and teach seminary to the best of my ability. I am continuing to homeschool, Addie. And I want to be the best Mrs. Mom (laughs) that I can be. I want to take care of me. I'm getting old, you guys. But I think it's awesome. I want to age gracefully and healthfully. Healthfully, is that a word? I want to take care of my health. I want to be a part of Pine Grove Academy. I'm excited to teach creativity and innovation. I absolutely believe that those two things are key to kids and teens thriving in this world and being prepared to thrive and lead in this world. I want to do a good job as an elective teacher. I want to honor commitments I've already made. To online courses that I'm teaching. I've been teaching Photo Freedom and Story 52. I love teaching online and I want to continue teaching that and show up in the best way possible through the end of the year. And that brings me to my podcast. (laughs) My podcast is currently last on this short list of weekly tasks. This means that I will produce a new podcast episode when I have a new podcast episode to record. Here's, here's what's true for me. I'm always, always and forever grabbing ideas and making notes and creating outlines. <laughs> and that isn't going to change. That's, that's who I am. That's in my nature. What will change is my weekly deadline that I've established for myself. I'm removing that deadline for now. So when I record a new episode, I will tell you about it, or I should say, you can know about it if you choose to follow me on Instagram or you are signed up for my newsletter. I will put links, by the way, to both of those, my Instagram account and my newsletter sign up. I'll put both of those links in the show notes this week. I want you to know After 120 now four episodes, how much I love creating this podcast and how much I have loved getting to know you and hearing from you and how much I hope to continue to hear from you. My goal has never been to grow a huge audience. It has been to create a stronger connection to the audience that I have and enjoy. So I'm really going to miss This regular weekly effort to focus on that connection. I will. I will miss that. I am going to wrap up today by sharing a paragraph in a talk that I read this morning. And then also one more quote by Stephen Covey. Okay, this is a a talk. I forgot to write down the title, (laughs) but this is a talk by Dieter F. Uchtdorf. It was given in a recent general conference for my church, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is what Elder Uchtdorf says, and I agree. My heart overflows with gratitude for my Heavenly Father. I realize that he has not doomed his children to stumble through mortality without hope for a bright and eternal future. He has provided instructions that reveal the way back to Him. And at the center of it all is His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and His sacrifice for us. The Savior's infinite atonement completely changes the way we may view our imperfections. Instead of dwelling on them and feeling irredeemable or hopeless, we can learn from them and feel hopeful. The cleansing gift of repentance allows us to leave our sins behind and emerge a new creature. Yes, the world is in turmoil. And yes, we all have weaknesses. But we do not need to hang our heads in despair. Because we can trust God. We can trust His Son, Jesus Christ, and we can accept the gift of the Spirit to guide us on this path toward a life that's filled with joy and divine happiness. Okay, that's the end of his quote. (laughs) But I am so grateful for spiritual guidance that for me transcends voices in the world, voices in the news or on social media. Spiritual guidance, especially in the last six months, has filled me with joy and anticipation for change and for new opportunities. And I believe that that these choices and these opportunities are going to bring greater happiness to me. And I'm excited about that. Okay, I'm going to sign off with this. Stephen Covey, here you go. You have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage, pleasantly, smilingly, (laughs) non-apologetically to say no to other things. And the way you do that is by having a bigger yes burning inside the enemy of the best is often the good okay you guys (laughs) that was a whole lot of personal probably more personal than you ever signed up for but i just thank you thank you if you've made it this far we are indeed connected we are friends and god bless you (laughs) Thank you for listening. I I hope that there's some nuggets in there that you can use in your own life as you move forward in September. I hope that you can take a look at how you are investing time and money and energy in creating that next best version of you. I don't know when I'll be back. So I hope you choose to follow me on Instagram or to get signed up for my newsletter so that I can keep you posted about new episodes. I absolutely believe and I'm trying to live my truth that when it comes to most important things, you always have exactly enough time.